0: Welcome, Michael Elliott, to The Beat Podcast, president of the VMC Foundation. How are you? I'm
1: fantastic, Nick. I'm, I'm, this is amazing to be in this studio. I've been like transported away to some like cooler, more relaxing place. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. I was so excited and looking forward to this podcast because of the integral role that the Valley Medical Center Foundation plays in terms of helping the community through raising funds to build up amazing programs. In all of the name of patient care, and I would love to hear more about an overview of the program today, as well as uh, maybe hearing about who you are first.
1: Well, sure. Um, where 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 can I start? I can tell you about my childhood. I can tell you about my family and my ancestors. But I think you probably that's going too far back. Is that fair to say? <laughs> I mean,
0: we've got time. <laughs> we've got time.
1: <laughs> I don't know if we have a listener interest. Um, <laughs> Uh, I've been here since 2007, and um, uh, joined when I was uh, at a time when the VMC Foundation was a lot smaller. Um, r- I was the first full-time staff person hired um, by my predecessor, Chris Wilder. So the the foundation w- was really—I I wouldn't call it a startup. Then it was what I call a restartup. Uh, it was originally founded in 1988 as a as a totally sort of unicorn uh, idea of could a private foundation support a county public hospital that hadn't really been tried before. There's obviously a deep tradition of philanthropy within private, nonprofit and, and university-affiliated hospitals in the United States, but not for public safety net hospitals. And, and you know, I think that was, um, that was a miss that people were talking about way back then, saying, well, geez, this is our county hospital that's open to everyone. It serves the most vulnerable. Shouldn't we be supporting it? This is a vital community resource. And there was this group of community leaders that got together and founded the organization. It did well for like the first decade and then kind of um, experienced some tough times and, and some uneven leadership. And and um, when I was hired, I was really in this new era, this sort of rebirth. And um, I never would have imagined I'd be sitting here in 2022 as the executive director doing a podcast. Um, it's been an incredible journey that I feel so fortunate uh, to have been on. Um, I, I, I care about the work of the foundation. I care about the work of this health system deeply, and I'm hoping I'm making a positive contribution every day.
0: That's wonderful, and absolutely, and that's why you are here today, to tell the public all about those contributions, because it is a fantastic foundation that those of us who work here and community members know as well, but we hope today to even bridge that gap further. Um, So going back a little bit to the beginning Uh, can we talk about the mission, really, of the foundation and its role? Um, Has it changed? What was it then? Is it still the same today in terms of the overall goal of what you all are doing?
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Nick. um, It's funny because it's about to change. We are in the process of changing our name, and we're going to have more news to share on that next year. Um, Obviously, now that we are a foundation not just for Valley Medical Center, but also for O'Connor Hospital, St. Louis Regional Hospital, and really all of Santa Clara Valley Healthcare, the whole public healthcare delivery system. Calling ourselves the Valley Medical Center Foundation isn't doesn't work for us anymore because <laughs> we're not just about this hospital. But really, um, I think that name's been out of date for a long time. When we were founded in 1988, Valley Medical Center was really just this place on the Bascom campus. I mean, obviously, the, the East Valley Clinic was sort of there in, in those portable trailers and and Um, People that have been here longer than me can tell me if if some of the other clinics had started then, but it really was a hospital, and and this hospital system has evolved a lot since 1988 and even well before the acquisition of O'Connor and St. Louis to be a health system and to think not just about how do we provide inpatient hospital services, but how do we achieve health in our community so our mission right now, and and this will in part stay our mission, is we are, our job is to raise charitable dollars from the community to support the work of Santa Clara Valley Medical Center hospitals and clinics, and to support the staff, to allow the staff, uh, to provide staff funds to innovate new models of care, to, to uh, create new programs, to support patients, and to support staff. We are uh, what I like to think of as the safety net for the safety net. And that'll always be our vision. But I think we're asking ourselves, um, how can we make sure that our work is really achieving health in the community? Because at the end of the day, we don't want people to come here. I mean, of course, we want people to come here for the care they need, but we want people to stay healthy and, and not need to access um, uh, um, hospital services because um, some preventative measure wasn't taken. So we're asking ourselves, just just like everyone that works here is asking themselves, how how can we... Make sure our work is aligned with better health for the community. And so you'll see a new sparkling mission statement soon, sometime in February or March of next year, along with a new name, a new vision, a new value statement, really a new narrative about who we are and who we hope to be for the next couple decades. That is very exciting. But I can't tell you the new name now. That's the, if that's where you want it. That's your next question.
0: I'm not allowed. That to is say. why you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Coax me out of it. Oh, what is in this water? Oh, I'm just,
1: suddenly I feel so honest.
0: <laughs> well, that is so, so exciting to hear. And yeah. the progression, it just doesn't slow down, which is amazing. Yeah. And through getting to know you and the wonderful staff there at the VMC Foundation, getting to hear stories of, you know, really wonderful and generous contributions from members of the community. Um, is that usual that there is this private foundation for a public uh, public hospital system, or is this kind of a unique situation?
1: I mean, I think I think in general, safety net public hospitals are unique to themselves. So any foundation that supports them are also unique. And we're our system here in Santa Clara County, as you know, is I mean, I think it's the best there is. Um, you know, there's a great hospital. that, You know, SF General's a great hospital, and Alameda County has a, a good system, and LA County does. And uh, but I think you know, top to bottom, and in terms of just the the how comprehensive our commitment here is in Santa Clara County to have a public health care system that is truly available to all and provides world class services. No one's like us, so no one is like the VMC Foundation either. Um, but there's only a few other foundations like us in in the state and and a few uh, around the country. So um, we are different, and and we go about our our work differently because. Um, we're, we're not just supporting a hospital, we're supporting a public hospital. And that comes with, I think, um, um, a higher a higher duty and, and obligation to do things right and, and um, to be supporting a truly public institution. We're not interested in building an ivory tower here. We really are interested in building something that is open to all and grounded in
0: our democracy. So going back again, kind of to the founding, but even to today, what is the need of foundation when you have things like government support and taxpayer dollars,
1: great question. I think that's like sort of cuts to the the core of of why we exist and uh, why we do the work that we do. I mean, the first thing that should be obvious to folks is, you know, a system like this one that is dedicated to providing care to the most vulnerable. There are never enough resources. Um, I'm really proud of this system, and a tremendous amount of work and investment has been put into it for generations. But I, I think all of us that, that come to work here each day know where there are gaps and know where there are needs. And so we should be at that table. It shouldn't just be people donating to Stanford. It shouldn't just be people donating to UCSF. Uh, we should be at that table, too, talking to donors, talking to people in our community that want to give, and making sure they understand um, that there's a need here, and, and every day um, we can put their dollars to work. But the, the bigger picture thing that I always tell the people is that the value of someone making a gift to the VMC Foundation isn't just about the money. Yes, the money is useful. We can buy something we needed or, or create a program that we didn't have before. It has some real tangible benefit for the people that go to work here or for the patients or what have you. Uh, but it's also about the champions that it creates for the institution and for a public hospital system. Um, it's easy for people to overlook us, or it's easy for people, I think, to to not understand our value, and and we need friends in every corner that we can get. And so, you know, what happens over time with our donors is they don't just become um, they don't just become donors to us; they become champions. They become people that are deeply invested in the success of this place. So, in our neonatal intensive care unit, for example, we have donors that have been giving us for twenty years, and they're on a first name basis in some cases with, with the docs and the, the nurses that work there. And they're their friends, they're their champions, they're their supporters. And they will go to bat for us and advocate for us and and make sure that the community understands: hey, this is a vital resource that we should invest in and protect. So, you know, what I always tell the folks is hey, it's not just about the money, it's it's about developing relationships and champions in the community. That we need, because when you are a hospital dedicated to serving everyone, ironically, it doesn't mean that everyone's in our corner. And people are going to say, "Oh, why do we have? What do we have VMC? I don't go there. I I go some. You know, what do we need this big hospital? I don't understand it, right?" Um, and if you don't have people back in the community saying, "No, no, no, you don't understand," you know, sooner or later, you or someone you love is going to need VMC or O'Connor or Saint Louis. We need to have these hospitals here. We need to have these clinics here. They're super important to the health and well-being of this community. Um, that's what our donors are doing for us every day in the community and, and maintaining that public understanding and support, which we just have to have. Because to your point, we're publicly supported. If the public doesn't understand what we do, they won't support us. Mm. Philanthropy is in part a strategy to make sure that public understands and values the work of, of, of
0: this place. Well, your passion for what you do really shines through, that's for sure.
1: It's the good audio. (laughs) It's really what it
0: is. It's this incredible mic that makes me sound so important. (laughs) (laughs) That level of generosity and ownership from people who give and the people who understand the mission and the principles of what you're doing there at the VMC Foundation, I think it really makes a populous place like Silicon Valley really feel like more of a small town, it seems like as well, which is really unique. More than just putting dollars to work, I would love to hear like an example of even uh, a time when there was a need for a program or a need for some sort of support at the hospital or a clinic where you were really able to use a donor's contribution or, you know, just your services to make something where something wasn't.
1: I feel like that happens in some way in everything that we do um, because. You know what we're doing is we're we're bringing something new. We're bringing a new resource. We're creating a new possibility. Um, there are so many programs that exist on this campus today. People not might be aware of that were started because of donors. Um, the Clean Slate Pl- S- Slate Program, the which is a free tattoo removal program that's connected to um, a, a program at the City of San Jose that that um, works with uh, gang impacted youth at, that are. Um, seeking to have gang-related tattoos, um, or in some cases tattoos related to them if they were a victim of sex trafficking, removed from their body. And, um, there's a whole, um, counseling component of this program, but they come here to get their, their, their tattoos removed through a laser that our donors bought. And this is a program that was started over a decade ago, the Medical Legal Park Partnership. We have, um, staff attorneys from the, the Silicon Valley Law Foundation that do hours in our pediatric clinics when, um, our docs recognize some health condition ha, uh, has, is related to um, poor living conditions that needs, you know, if, if, if a landlord is not cleaning up mold in an apartment, um, you know, maybe a letter from a lawyer saying, you better do this or you're going to have issues, uh, is what gets it done. That was a project we started with philanthropy over a decade ago uh, that now is funded by the county. Our Reach Out and Read program that provides an age-appropriate book to every kid in every pediatric clinic. Uh, during their well-child visits, that's now funded by the Department of Behavioral Health, Health Services. We still run the program at the foundation. But that was started by donations. Our farmer's market that we have now every Wednesday, that was started by donations. Um, so, you know, lots of examples of things that—and that, um, uh, and those are some of the, I think, you know, some of the warm and fuzzy things. The work we've done in our neonatal intensive care unit, um, the fact that we have a family support program there of former NICU parents that are there to provide— Peer support to parents going through the really um, extraordinary and difficult experience of having um, a newborn in in the neonatal ICU and what that's going to mean and what their experience is going to look like. Um, that's all funded by donations, thanks to our partnership with First Five, and that's been one of our most impactful, I think, projects we've had ever in our history. So um, it runs the gamut, and and you know, I give all the credit to the donors, and I also give all the credit to. Um, our clinical partners who bring us these ideas. I mean, it's, it's very rare that we have the idea. We're we're usually just the conduit between the donor and the people doing the work. And all of these projects took, you know, someone, um, you know, whether it be a doctor or a nurse or or an administrator or someone that was, you know, uh, on the front line working with our patients, seeing a need,
0: saying, "Hey, I have an idea."
1: VMC Foundation, can you help me with this? And so I give all the credit to our
0: partners. Well, I've said it once already, but what an outstanding uh, sense of ownership that people can really have over being able to help make a difference yeah. in the community. Yeah. I had no idea about things like the tattoo removal and, and things like that. So yeah. I think it's important for people to hear that people in the community are making things better for the people in their community. Totally, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, and 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 what I love, you know, what I say to donors, like you're going to get to work with some incredible people here. I mean, the the, the you know the quality of people that come to work. At this hospital, at O'Connor, at St. Louis, you know, throughout the entire system, just some of the most exceptional people I've ever met. I, I'm sure you feel the same. You've you've been here now long enough to know just like how lucky we are to 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 be in this environment. And folks want to like they're just they want to they're like, how, my God, this person's amazing. How can I help you? How what yeah. can I do? Um, so you know, I, I want that people that work here, I want that to know that that um, you know, I think we do a, a good job at the foundation and making sure we do our part of it. But it really is the magic happens when we get a donor in the room with one of our doctors, with one of our nurses, with, 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 with the person that has the idea. That's where the magic happens. They're inspired. They're inspired by you and the work that you do and the commitment that you have. So, um, that's a point I'd like everyone to know. That's listening. If you work here at, at, at the hospital or any of the hospitals uh, that are part of our system,
0: I say it all the time uh, to people. I feel like I work in Mister Rogers' neighborhood <laughs> with the people that work here, and also people who come in for care. Yeah, I'll see people in the gift that shop. That neighborhood often. seems a lot
1: more mellow. I feel like I mean, I could, I could use the vibe in that lower stakes, maybe yeah, yeah maybe lower perhaps yeah, <laughs> more nap time.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but I I just love being here and being able to interact with people who are making a difference and people who are here to uh receive care that just have such a big heart um is it often that people who give and make contributions uh to specific things or have an idea of how something can be better what is the usual connection to our hospitals and clinics or is it always so unique
1: i think there's a bunch of different buckets um people that work here are 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 one of our biggest cohorts of donors and i i always say um after patients, and that's the other big one. Um, um, we are the most honored by staff who give. Um, we have a we have a very successful monthly giving program. It's our Give a Booster Shot program. Hundreds of thousands of dollars have been raised over um, the last many years, thanks to people that work here who give us a, a you know a, a every paycheck they'll give a, a a small contribution that really adds up. Um, so so we have a lot of people that work here and and are you know they care about the mission. They want to give back. Uh, they support the foundation. As I mentioned, patients, and, you know, we're a public hospital. Um, most of our patients are, are Medi-Cal patients. They aren't privately insured. They they may be a people of modest means, but we get many, many gifts from former patients and their families. And, you know, hey, $100 to us is a lot. It may not be, um, you know, for some of the fancier hospitals up north, that might not mean a lot, but a $100 contribution from a patient, we can put that to good work. And then, you know, what I would, you know, we get funding from local corporations in the Valley, from private foundations, family foundations, people that have some context for uh, caring about health in the community and understanding that they should make some investments here. And as you said, sometimes it's give it to your, your you know, your what's your greatest need. Those are the donations we like the most because we have the most flexibility. But the vast majority of uh, donations, and I would say of the money that we have right now, probably, you know, somewhere between 85 and 90% is restricted for a specific use and, and that's we make that point if if you want to give and you want it to benefit the pediatric department at Valley Health Center Tully or at Milpitas or you want it to you know it, the burn center whatever it is we have a system in place to ensure that those dollars are only spent to benefit that clinic or that department or that service line and we have over 180 different funds that exist for that exact purpose because a donor said hey I want to support the play therapy room in the uh, Pediatric Unit Valley Medical Center. I want to support the Cardiac Center at O'Connor. They make a gift. We set up a fund. It only can be used for that purpose. And that's something we want our donors to know. That is the most important thing we do, is we ensure that your dollars are used exactly as you intended.
0: Well, we're going to drive it home even more because that was actually my next question. Yes, I know we talked... Offline last week about things like honor a caregiver, mm-hmm. things like that. How are uh, funds, I guess, appropriated to different uses? Is it, uh, you know, sometimes dollars given for uh, use set by uh, the agenda that you deem things need to funds need to go to? Sometimes people give it towards specific projects like tattoo removal. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, can you talk, I guess, a little bit more about? When there's a time when people give funds to something specific and when they just give general use dollars, I guess.
1: You know, we have, uh, I don't know the number, but it's 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 well over five thousand um, uh, individual donations or transactions each year. so so there's a lot of specific gifts that come in. And again, most of them very modest, which is which is who we are as a foundation. You do not have to be, a millionaire like you, Nick, to be a donor <laughs> to the VMC Foundation. You can be just a regular person um, and and make a modest gift, and that matters to us. And I I, I want to emphasize that I do think there is a and and we do this to ourselves, right? Like we had an incredible annual gala uh, last month, and we we celebrated uh, uh, Gary Goodhart, who's the CEO of Intuitive, who has been an incredibly generous supporter of ours, and his company was a really important partner during COVID. And they wrote some big, incredible checks for phenomenal amounts of money that matter. But it doesn't mean that if you're writing this a check for $100, that also is phenomenal to us and matters. People come to us in lots of different ways. So we do a lot of proactive fundraising in the community around a specific campaign, a specific need that we know about that we've selected because we understand the need is urgent and we also believe it will be compelling to our donors. Um, a lot of times our fundraising is is people that we have longstanding relationships and they just give every year because they care about this thing. They, they got care in, in our rehab center. They're a grateful patient. And they just make an annual gift every year. All I do is send them a thank you note. I don't ask for it. It just happens. So, you know, the way our fundraising work is very, you know, it's varied. We have a whole team on this and some of it is very active and we're out in front and some of it is passive where we are just responding to the generosity and goodwill from the community. And, you know, in terms of how we allocate our dollars, it really comes down to the donor. So the donor almost always tells us, here's how I want this money spent. And what we make sure we do is have a really clear link to the people that actually do that work. So we don't want to be a black box. We could pick any, you know, any part of our system. We have a relationship with, you know, either it's a nurse manager or the medical director or a, a, a senior clinical leader in that department. They know how much they know when we get donations for these kinds of things. They know how much they have, and they know how to access those dollars. And, you know, our job is to make that process really seamless. So, um, you know, we actually spend a lot of time, believe it or not, we spend a lot of time and effort making sure our money gets spent because that's part of the process. It isn't just about asking for it. It's about making sure it's put to good use. So we make sure that we, we, we put a lot of effort into making sure, Hey, this is, you have money here. You can use it for these things. Like, you should use it. We're not. We're, we're not. We're not a bank. We're not. We're not trying to hold on to this money. We want it used and put to use. Um, that's our bias. Our bias is to donors don't want it just to just sit there. Um, but of course, you know every project's unique, and and sometimes things take you know projects that take years to go. You know are very uh, uh, you know elaborate, and take a lot of involvement from staff and from our donors. And but it's a good question, and 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 I've gave you a long rambling answer, but it's also the oddest answer, which is that there's. You know, a gazillion ways for me to answer that question because we're so varied as an organization. Long winded is fine. Yeah, it's a podcast. You have a voice for radio. I'm not the first to give a long winded (laughs) answer on a podcast, am I?
0: (laughs) Voice for radio. Like I said, we'll have to and a
1: face for radio.
0: We've got a few cameras around here, so (laughs) sorry about that. Sorry about that, everyone. (laughs) That's really incredible how people can. Give and it's not always a solicitation. You are able to really see that generosity pour in in during COVID. That's so cool. Yeah, I mean during COVID,
1: we um, I don't know the number, but um, the vast majority of the donors were totally new to us, and they were hearing about us out in the community. Most of that money was money we didn't ask for. I mean, we made some initial, you know, we made a big appeal initially. We set up a campaign. Um, We we connected with some some you know, key stakeholders in the Valley to make sure they understood the work that we were doing and the need and that they should give to us. And then it just happened. And a lot of our gifts come from out of nowhere and it's, it, it makes my day. It makes me really excited. It makes you feel like, okay, this, this, cause that, what that says is that this is moving to people, mm-hmm. right? Like I can give you a big elaborate pitch. I can make glossy materials for you, show you a PowerPoint. I can wine and dine you. Okay. And, and you'll hopefully give big at the end of that. But, um, it's much more exciting when people hear about, find our work, are inspired by it and say, hey, how can
0: I help you? I think this goes for a lot of things in life, but I think kindness really begets more kindness. I think the level of care that people receive here and just the hard work of healthcare providers and staff here, um, I think just indirectly and directly goes to show people who are wanting to show their support back. I think that's a lot of it must happen
1: I'm glad you brought that up and you know I, again for the folks that work here you know I, I just want them to know that um, you know again I think we do a good job at the foundation in, in doing the piece that we have to do um, you can screw up fundraising if you do it wrong um, but people are really giving because they have been touched by a caregiver and 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 they see you and and that gratitude is heartfelt and and so deep we get these beautifully written letters all the time with people that are just saying, I just, you know, I just want to thank this doc. I want to thank this nurse. They were so lovely to my family. They took, you know, such good care of us. Um, that, that is really why we have the support that we have. So, you know, I, I want um, people the work here to know that all the success of the VMC Foundation has achieved is, is a reflection of people's appreciation of you
0: and your hard work and sacrifice. Wonderfully said. Yeah. I love that. Now can we switch gears a little bit and talk more about some of those proactive things like community events, stars and strides run, things like that. Yeah. Events where you're going out into the community to talk about who you are and to get people together for an event like a fun run.
1: Yeah. I mean, events are, you know, we, we fundraise in lots of different ways, um, and events are an important one, and they're important because they're successful. But also, um, unlike some other forms of fundraising, they generate a lot of energy, and they, and they generate a lot of goodwill. So we have a pretty robust event program. Um, we have a, a 5K, 10K uh, fun run that is in July, the Stars and Strides run. It's a new tradition we're trying to build, and we've had a, a really successful first two years. We're hoping to make it a new sort of 4th of July weekend tradition here in, in San Jose. Uh, we have um, our, our annual gala tribute to heroes uh, that's in September. Then we have a gala, the Nutcracker Ball, specifically for the St. Louis South County community in December. We have our Golden Golf Challenge, which is now the Chris Wilder Golden Golf Challenge. We named it for... My predecessor and, and dear friend Chris Wilder. That was yesterday that <laughs> we just wow. had that, that up at Stanford, um, and I'm probably forgetting something. We and then you know a number of other sort of one off special events throughout the year. But is you, the farmers market included in that as well? I wouldn't call that an event. I mean that okay. that, but it's sort of in that same spirit of although that's not a fundraiser. That's that's mm. really um, we do that because it promotes healthy eating, and we also do that because. Um, it is something that we think is a nice thing for the people that work on this campus. By the way, we're trying to find a way to bring that to St. Louis, and yes, eventually we hope to at O'Connor as well, but um, we're trying to see if we can, we just got it back up here and, and hopefully we can expand it now. Um, that's that's right. as much, honestly, when I see people that, you know, are out uh, you know, on, on their lunch break shopping and smiling and enjoying the the beautiful weather and buying a plant and some lunch and some fresh fresh fruits and veggies, it's just a, A de-stressor kind of thing um and, and we always thought that was like a nice little side thing but i think after covid we've realized like okay anything we can do to provide some joy and some respite in the in in a day for people that work really hard taking care of folks is like pretty important so um yeah but anyway lots of events and they're a lot of work and we lose a lot of sleep and and we sometimes say like should we stop doing this this is really hard but
0: they're always so fun so we keep doing them. Some might call that type 2 fun. Yeah. <laughs> do you have a favorite event for you personally? Are you participating uh, in the in the fun run? Uh what do you like to do out in the community for these events?
1: Well, I mean, I have a I have a, you know, sort of a work role, so I don't I don't always get to enjoy them um or I should say I never get to enjoy them as a participant. I but I enjoy them a lot. You know, I I can't um I can't answer that question. I mean, they they all have such special meaning to me. And um, so what I will say is that I am definitely... There there are definitely... um, You will find other nonprofit executive directors that say, God, I hate the events. They're a lot of work. They're stressful. Um, If you screw up, you do it in a very public, visible way. So I'm not that kind of executive director. I I love our events and I get excited for them. They're still exhausting. (laughs) They're still really you know, nerve wracking a little bit. Um, uh, but I, I like them all e- equally. I, I will say it really did. Um, this is totally unrelated to what you said, but there is a special project I have this, you know, how this is your passion. I project? love the podcast. You love the podcast. And I do too, but you're <laughs> like, you're, I can just tell you're exceptional at it. Thanks. So my passion project, as it relates to my work is, um, uh, and this started over a decade ago is we have a softball league here. I don't know if you knew this. Um, I missed signups. You, well, that next was, year you're gonna
0: play. Yes.
1: Um, we, we were in hibernation um, for COVID and actually the season before COVID, we lost our field. So we like we were out of action for three years and we brought it back this summer. Um, and this was something we started ages ago. There's was actually a bunch of nurses that brought it to our um, attention. And I had a, a coworker of mine, she played division one softball. And so she's really amazing. Hey, This is Haley um, on our team. She's our database coordinator. And so we helped organize this league. And it's been like one of the best things I've done here. Just It's fun camaraderie, but I've met so many people from all different parts of this health system and every kind of job that I never would have gotten to know. And it's one of those things where it kind of levels the playing field, and no pun intended, and we're all just out there to have a good time. So we brought it back this last summer, and I was just like, um i was really busy leading up to it and kind of distracted and just like oh this is like why do why, why do i make my, like why am i making myself my life complicated like i don't actually have to run a softball league t- with all the other stuff i do but that first day out there i was like i love this like i love the like that's you know seeing all the teams and everyone having a good time and laughing and you know we're all kind of older and terrible at softball at this so we're all sort of equally bad and it's like <laughs> fine you know like if you catch a fly ball you feel like great <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah i can still do this so I know that's not an event, but that's like one of my favorite things that I get to do uh, as part of this job. And hopefully we can keep it going. We had a team from O'Connor, which was great. Um, they had the best snacks. They did orange slices and fresh baked cookies after the game. So they were like my favorite team spirit team. Um, so we hope, we'll be back hopefully next summer yeah. with more teams
0: and yeah. You'll play. Are you good? Oh, I just. You don't have to be good. (laughs) I was gonna do the San Jose Adult Baseball League because I missed out on the softball. Oh, so so you
1: legitimately play?
0: I love it. Yeah, you're gonna
1: play hard. Okay, (laughs) so you played high school at least, right? Yeah. Okay, that's good to know, Nick. You and I are gonna be talking. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, you recruiting me?
1: (laughs) You're recruited. I mean, I'm signing you right now. The, The other teams can't tamper with you. That's funny. Yeah this has just
0: been so enlightening. We've talked about uh, a <laughs> has, lot of things. It, it, it has been. The baseball been. part that you play baseball is yeah, my big takeaway. I'm excited to get out there on the <laughs> field now. But um, I had kind of an understanding uh, of the foundation's role in the healthcare here in the community, but I've mm-hmm. I've learned even more from sitting here with you today. So we've talked about you know, the the be the beginnings. We'll we'll do more episodes. I really want to do more with you and with the people you're happy work with. Happy to do. Um is there anything specific that you want to speak to about, you know, where you came from and where the foundation's going? I know you mentioned a name change and mm-hmm. things like that. Is there anything else that you want to speak to in that regard?
1: No, the other other than I want people to know that we're here.
0: And and
1: I, I and I and I say that for two reasons. One, um if you were someone that gives, um holidays are coming up. Please think about making a gift that supports your local public health care system. You know, I think for the people that work here and, and also I think for everyone in this community that saw, you know, where did they go to get their COVID test time and again, it has been Santa Clara Valley medical center stepping up to the plate. And I say that, that name as the, I know it's now Santa Clara Valley healthcare, but we're still educating people on that. It's really, you know, all three hospitals, everyone, every single clinic, everyone that's part of the system. Um, you know, if you want to invest in your local community and make a difference in the health and well-being of everyone, um, consider giving to it. So I say that, but I also say we're here for ideas. We're here to help, and sometimes we can't say yes right away, but we really try to find a way to get to yes. So never hesitate to reach out to the VMC Foundation if, if you have a need or an idea or or something that you uh, where you need a little help, and because I think you know working here I think can be really rewarding. I know it's really rewarding and and because you know, the work that you're doing really matters, but, um, it's hard. It's, it's hard physically, it's hard spiritually, it's hard emotionally. And, um, you know, so we hope to be a place where, um, if nothing else, you're going to get, um, people that are going to listen and are going to try to help and are going to care about your success.
0: And, um,
1: that's what we hold ourselves to. So, know those two things. You should give to us and you should call us if you need something.
0: <laughs> That's really wonderful to hear, you know, working at a place like this, a hospital, nobody wants themselves or their loved ones to be to a hospital, but right. it's really important, you know, for us to be able to share with those folks that if you do have to come here, that there's going to be people and things in place that are going to, you know, give you the best uh, opportunity to you know, get your health back. And yeah. so this yeah. is just another example through hearing the foundation's work that that is just the uh, the reality of, of being here in this community. And you, the folks at the foundation, and, and really everybody here is why we named this podcast The Beat. You are the heartbeat of um this enterprise, if you will, as well yeah. as the community. So yeah. we just... Really appreciate you coming on today, Michael Ellie. Well, thanks, Nick. This has been a,
1: a super privilege for me. I, I appreciate the opportunity and I'll come back anytime. We'll do some more. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, friend.